0: It's another Sunday night and another month in comedy, and that means it's time again for the Roundup. Tonight on the panel, we sit down with the featured cast of Toronto's famous Second City as they hit the stage in their all-new home. It's a whole new era for the most iconic sketch troupe in Canada. And it's not just a new era for Second City, it's also a new era for Inside Jokes. Starting December 3rd, you can tune in to Inside Jokes on 640 Toronto Saturday nights at 9, it's a new night, a new slot, baby, right here in Season 7. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the joke.
1: Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming as always, coast-coast canada-wide north america-wide planet earth-wide universe-wide on the global news radio network everywhere that there's the internet and of course brought to you as always by our good friends at hakeem optical bringing sexy back since 1967 it is the end of yet another month in comedy i can't believe where the hell this year has gone But that, of course, means it is time again for the roundup. We have a full panel on the show tonight. We have some of the main stage cast of Toronto's famous Second City, who, of course, they join us once in a while on the show. They've been on earlier this season. But on tonight's episode, we got a lot to pick their brains about on the full panel. And, of course, they're kicking things off now in their brand new home. The famous Mercer Street Theatre is sadly no more. It's going to be a big stack of glass nonsense like everything else in toronto but they have a brand new home stage it's all kicking off it's a whole new era in sketch we got our producer vince tedesco on the line how you doing buddy
2: doing well they are moving on up, up like they're moving looks. on
0: up oh my god why didn't we play that on the show we could have played the jeffersons they are moving on up because last time we talked to the folks at second city they had sort of a temporary home uh, we talked to them actually about a year ago now heading into christmas last year but they had Taken over the stage at the second comedy bar location up on Toronto's Danforth, but now they have found their new forever home, Vince.
1: Yes, Danforth yeah. East it was right. Who went it, there? It. Yeah that's a thing but uh, now
0: they have an all new home they're moving things from you know of course that classic mercer street theater that we all knew and loved that was such an iconic place in canadian comedy but they got a brand new stage brand new show it's a whole new era for second city we're going to talk to them it's a full panel right here the roundup is on on inside jokes baby
1: oh oh,
0: Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes, ladies and gentlemen, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, streaming coast to coast, Canada wide, brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakim Optical, because the planet is getting hotter and so are your selfies. It is, of course, the end of another month in comedy, and that means it is time for the roundup. We have a full panel on the show tonight. Very special guests. We are checking in with some of the main stage cast of the iconic infamous second city which now is in a brand new home theater it all kicks off december 1st here in toronto they are back in business they never really shut down maybe for a little bit during what we're very fun calling the pandy now because let's put some sparkles on that thing that happened <laughs> for two years but they did have a temporary home we checked in with them last season they were of course up on the danforth in the new uh, second comedy bar location But now they have their brand new forever home stage. We're going to get into it with them on the panel tonight. We have Fat Al. How are you doing, man? All good. It is. I mean, we talked to you during this past season when you guys were in your temporary home. But, of course, you're kicking it off with a brand new show, brand new stage. There's a new training center. The whole shebang, it's all at the brand new Second City home. It all happens December 1st. Another guest we haven't checked in with in quite a while, actually, back when we were in an actual radio studio talking to human beings in person what a what bygone times those were we have Jillian Welsh on the panel how are you doing tonight
3: oh, oh I'm good super happy to be here also <laughs> you're uh, glad that Hakeem Optical is uh, still rocking out the show and <laughs> your global warming joke I thought you were going to say because the earth is getting warmer and so are your eyes and
0: oh there we go <laughs> well you know what guess what we can use that one because i'm pretty sure nothing's going to improve and last last but not least joining us again on the panel we spoke to him not too long ago again when they were in their temporary home andy asaf is on the show with us how you doing man
4: good dean thanks for having us back i just want to say i have perfect 2020 vision so i don't
0: need glasses yet so when i
4: do i will be going to hakeem optical
0: hakeem optical that's that's the way to go if you once your eyesight starts to fail you they're They're your new best friends. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, all of I mean, we've always checked in with the casts of Second City over the years. And of course, everybody in Toronto remembers fondly that old Mercer Street Theater. We all knew and loved it. But now that you guys are kicking things off in this new stage, it's kind of a perfect time of year, too, because this is the time of year where Second City always sort of typically has this show with the main stage cast that sort of reflects on what happened the past year, just politically, pop culture wise, socially, it's just sort of a reflecting glass on what happened in the year around us. What is the show that you're coming back to this new theater with? Is it sort of that same tradition of recapping the year? Because, oh boy, did a lot of things happen the last year. some good things, but lots of terrible things. Definitely very ripe times for satire and sketch, I feel like, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Like, I guess
0: uh, I'll throw, throw that one to you or anybody who wants to jump on that. Like, what is the, what is the show that you guys are entering this new stage with?
2: Really, this this, this one is like um, for uh, our return back to downtown Toronto. Like, we're back, baby. It really is about coming home, back to uh, downtown Toronto and letting everybody know that, uh, this spot, which I gotta say it's gorgeous. It is at one York Street. it overlooks the Lake Shore and uh, love Love Park, um, love and, Park nice. you know, yeah, three, three um theaters. Uh, the school is also in there. There's a Banksy in the lobby. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a beautiful spot. and now we're just reclaiming our our uh, our home back in uh, in downtown Toronto and this show is really about coming home
0: i love it too because that's sort of what we theme this whole thing but it has to be a bit of a double-edged sword too i imagine though because you know for all the years that you were in the mercer street theater you you, when you're in sort of an old heritage place like that like the stage and the and the green room and the rehearsal space you sort of soak up the energy of a place like that of a theater like that the more time you spend in it make it your home it's you sort of like a sketch troupe sort of takes on the flavor of that space around you it's almost like a living thing where it's it just sort of flavors what you do in a way. This has to be kind of a double-edged sword because it's like we get a brand new shiny place, but it's completely new for you. You haven't you haven't got a chance to get in there and, and sort of get acclimated to it and make it your home. So it's like you get this brand new play thing, but at the same time, it it doesn't have that sort of old energy, I guess. You have to get in there and sort of make it your own.
4: Yeah, I think when we started uh, working on this new, the new show, Home Sweet, New Home is what it's called, uh, fittingly enough, that was a, a a lot of conversations we had about what the kind of direction of like, what does that mean to come to a new home? But like, also, because when we like, when I started with the company, too, we were at Mercer, you, you know, you would have like, all these signatures on the wall, of, uh, on the walls of all these great comedians that came through, you know, the history of it. But uh, like, little do a lot of people know that, You know, Second City has had many homes in Toronto, right? Like they had the fire hall. There was a brief stint on Blue Jays' way. So they they've moved before. Uh, So really thinking about that idea of like, how do we honor the tradition of the past of like this is an iconic theater with so many iconic you know memories in it, but now we're bringing it to a new. Place that's hopefully going to this beautiful new theater. It feels like a, a giant, beautiful, brand new ship, and we're going to be christening it with a, um, you know, with a, a big champagne bottle on the side. You know, like the yeah. Titanic. Hopefully, it won't be the Titanic. It will be the one that doesn't sink. But uh, essentially, <laughs> okay. that right? Like, how do we bring that energy to this new place that's hopefully going to last for generations? Because this is like by far the nicest theater Second City's had, like from a, a build standpoint. I just went to Chicago too, and everyone was like raving about how they're they're so jealous that we have this big new space that's all connected chicago is very piecemeal and like it's iconic of course but it has different buildings that you have to go to so this is all going to be connected the classes the bar the the new restaurant that's going to be there three new theaters so it's going to be really exciting to be able to launch that
0: it's i i mean i'm so excited to see what happens there too because it is this big beautiful new space and it's sort of. It's perfect timing in a way, too, because it's sort of this whole new era for Second City in Toronto, and it just feels like a fresh start. We're coming out of a time where, of course, a lot of things were on hiatus, and now we're just seeing the landscape and comedy in this city change so much. There's so many new faces. There's so many independent little clubs that have sort of blossomed coming out of all this. It's sort of this whole regrowth after a forest fire, basically. (laughs) That's, that's, That's Toronto comedy right now. All right, we're gonna come back with more of the roundup. We got more of the main stage cast of the new reborn Second City. We'll be right back, right here on Inside Jokes.
4: Hi, I'm Andy Asaf with the main stage cast of the Second City and the brand new show, Home Sweet New Home, at the brand new Second City at 1 York Street, and you're listening to Inside Jokes.
0: And it's not just a new era for Second City, it's also a new era for Inside Jokes. Starting December 3rd, you can tune in to Inside Jokes on 640 Toronto, Saturday nights at 9, it's a new night, a new slot, baby right here in season seven
1: it's second city television now beginning its programming day
0: welcome back to inside jokes baby right here on 640 toronto and of course coast to coast canada wide this week's roundup episode is brought to you by ass off ass off by Ktel. get rid of that COVID ass. And of course, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Sure, we might be teetering on the edge of extinction, but boy, do those frames look good. We have some of the main stage cast of Toronto's infamous Second City joining us on the panel. And of course, it all kicks off. It's a whole new era of sketch in the brand new downtown theater. It all starts December 1st with Home Sweet New Home. That is their new review happening in the new space so okay we have fat al we have andy we have jillian from the main stage cast of second city i want to get into it now yes we're excited about this new home it's a brand new theater space there's brand new training center it's a whole new era but of course coming from that old mercer street theater which was hallowed ground for sketch in this city i do want to ask you because a lot of times when we have old theater spaces like that in this city was it haunted? I really want to know the dirt. Was there any, ever any times when you were in there rehearsing and you just something, you felt something? Was there some character in that place that really was from a bygone era? Jillian, you kind of had your thumbs up over the break over about that. So what? give it to me. Did anything ever happen in there? Did you feel a presence
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first, when you were describing like the building that used to soak up all of the comedy, I was thinking about the carpet that I think uh, we're all going to be OK with letting go of that Mercer Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, this one time, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Yeah, uh, a ton! <laughs> Breaking in, I'm telling all the secrets. Uh, so this one time after a show, uh, my friend Claire McConnell and I, uh, we were like left talking, having like a deep heart to heart in the green room. And uh, we for sure thought that we could hear people outside um, hustling and bustling and uh, we went to go leave and we realized that the stage manager had left and turned off all of the lights in the whole building and set the alarm. So uh, we called the stage manager to be like, ah, oh, we're trapped inside the building, but I swear to you, we were in the green room and we could hear what sounded like there was like a caretaker or some sort of person. We thought it was our stage manager out there in the house, but it was like fully pitch black. There was
1: nobody.
3: We were in there all by ourselves. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I believe Andy, Andy or Fat Al, did you guys ever have any experience like that? Or are you skeptics? about such things. I think every theater
4: needs to have a, a ghost, but they need like, you need to have a famous person die there. I'm referring to I'm from Montreal and mainline theater famously is where Houdini passed away or did his yeah. last show that eventually lead to his passing uh, from a McGill student punching him in the stomach and trying yeah. to trick David Blaine famously or uh, uh, yeah, David Blaine famously recreated it. So there's a there's a ghost there for sure. I've never had any experiences at at, at Second
2: City. Uh, Al, did you ever? See a ghost? I'm black, so uh, if we <laughs> hear or sense any ghosts, we're gone. That's why we're not in the home <laughs> for very long. <laughs> Get out of the house. Bye-bye, as Eddie Murphy said.
4: <laughs> My paranormal activity was so white. Every character in those movies.
0: <laughs> I did, It is interesting because you always feel like a place like that does have some story to it and something attached to it. Because, I mean, these old theaters come from a time in Toronto when... We used buildings for things other than condos. What a,
2: <laughs> what a time.
0: <laughs> now it's all just empty glass towers. It is empty glass cases of emotion for sure. But I want to get into what a little bit of, uh, you know, this home sweet new home. Obviously, the show is very much about this is our new space. We're back. Did you, by the way, I mean, because we spoke to you all last year when you were in, you know, that second comedy bar location up on the Danforth, which was very much, you know, audiences knew it as well. It was very much sort of built as your temporary home. As a sketch troupe, I mean, I know, especially coming out of the last couple of years where you kind of couldn't be rehearsing and writing together for a while there and had to sort of do this stuff online. When you got to go to that temporary location, did you kind of feel displaced a bit because... Second City is very much about being in that space, rehearsing and writing together. There's workshops happening. It's very much this collaborative environment. You were kind of just on a borrowed stage for a while. There, did it feel displaced for you as a troupe, Jillian? Uh, you can say
1: yeah. things. <laughs> I like,
0: your hand uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I think if I learned anything in this pandemic is something that I suspected all along, but it really solidified it for me. Is that uh, Second City is more about the people. It's about the people that, that make up the institution. So you, yeah. can, you can take this cool thing and you can have different locations here or there, or you can move online. But truly what it is, is this collection of folks who like to get together and make each other laugh. And wherever you put it, it's all gonna be the same recipe. And it really is the people that make it. So whether I was online or up at the Danforth, I still kind of felt like I was at home with the folks that I was making
0: stuff with. And just being able to actually come back together as a sketch troupe and be able to do your thing again in person i mean yeah it kind of doesn't matter where you were it's all about it's all about audience i mean that's one of the the best things about going to second city is sketch and improv are very much all about being in the moment and reacting off the energy of the room you're you want that that audience participation it's such a different animal than stand-up because stand-up is this weird lone wolf thing where it's like you sit there and react to the things that are going to come out of my mouth for the next 20 minutes, and that's it. There's like a divide there in a way. Yeah. Whereas when people go to a Second City show, it's an experience. When you sit into that theater and the lights go down, you feel like you're part of an event, and you're you're sort of reacting with the performers on stage. It's a much more intimate thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, oh,
4: go ahead, Joe.
3: No, I, I, I don't so much. So go ahead. <laughs> I
4: was just gonna say that our director Carly Heffernan also uh, has told us, you know, it's like she, uh, she said that it's like it's conversation, right? We're 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 doing a conversation with each other on stage when we're writing stuff, but also with the audience. And so much of what I think Second City or the idea of the 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 brand is is that element of like Toronto is part of it, and that's why like this show is trying like we're trying to make it feel like this is Toronto show, you know, like this is Canada show. We're coming back because so much of what that, what the thing is that is special isn't so much the building, but it's the audiences that come out when we came back from the pandemic and actually hearing laughter for the first time, it was insane because we'd spent so long without hearing that. And that is what creates that, the the theater really at the end of the day is like when we write, literally write our sketches based off of whether people laugh at them. Right. So we need that and we need that the art, our community, our audience to be there. So we're just so excited to have this beautiful new theater to welcome people.
0: Well, and especially when you, you know, because whenever we talk to the main stage cast from Second City and you have a new review like this that's happening, you have a new show that obviously you've been writing for months and you've been honing and rehearsing and riffing off of each other and all that the the excellent thing about these second city shows is that even though it's this honed rehearse thing here's what we're doing right now in this space for this run of time it's still such an organic natural thing like because tonight's show something could happen that the audience reacts to that could spark a totally different idea so now tomorrow night all of a sudden there's this new idea that's in there it's sort of it's this honed, prepared thing, but it's very much in the moment still. It's There's sort of that element of like, anything can change and anything can happen.
2: Yeah, we actually do improv sets after our shows. So we have the, the show written based off of improvising. Uh, so you come and watch that written show. And then uh, if you're able to stick around, you get to see another like 20 minutes of truly uh, unscripted off the cuff improv. So you will never see the same, second city show twice because in our third act it is a a, a free-for-all with us in the audience it's very organic so uh i mean the thing about that being you know when we were at um uh comedy bar east uh, it was actually quite quite amazing because I uh, got to give a shout out to Gary Rideout uh, uh, and the whole team at Comedy Bar um, for taking a, a mattress store and turning it into this very beautiful uh, theater. Right? Like when I got there, I was like, okay, I'm from Scarborough. So I was expecting a Scarborough theater. <laughs> but I got a downtown theater in Scarborough. That was pretty nice. Uh, so it was really uh, quite amazing that like we got there and that became a very wonderful, intimate home for us to uh, perform. In. And I think, like, coming out of the pandemic uh, into that space was probably so much better for us as, like, humans to come together in this really, really cool spot, having all these people. Every time we would be performing uh, during the show, we had some um, improv uh, scenes weaved into the show, and we would um, uh, pick an audience member, which you come to the Second City show, you're probably going to get called on uh, at some point. Uh, (laughs) You can't hide. Yeah, no, no. not Literally a light from on high would come and like highlight the (laughs) person you wanted (laughs) to pick. And it would always be, it would often be a person from uh, out of town. And it was amazing that they would have come down and got to see like the east side of the city. So I think uh, Comedy Bar East is going to be like this really great place for um, uh, incubating talent and having like people who are, are ready to rock while we move into this like truly like you're talking about condos before we are in a condo so we're already a
0: condo (laughs) yeah (laughs) a condo when we
4: already
2: Getting the algorithm here right (laughs) yeah
0: it is yeah it is. and for the record by the way uh for our listeners that aren't in toronto every second building on the danforth is actually a mattress store so it's fine to have (laughs) one less of those and do do some live comedy instead I, I mean, the the beautiful thing about Second City is is that it's still, it's such an institution as well. Like for comics that come out of there and, you know, go through the training center and, and get a chance to be a part of the cast and be on that stage. Even though it's in a new theater now, it is such an iconic sort of brand and institution in Canadian comedy. It still means so much as a performer to be a part of that at an interesting time when the landscape in Canadian comedy is very much changing right now, especially coming out of the last couple of years, because we had a time when, you know, clubs closed down and festivals were on pause. So you had an entire industry of comedy in this country where people had to go, well, I I have to keep working. I have to do something. So now we're seeing all these independent clubs that have sprung up tours that comics have launched themselves. There's record labels all over the place. I mean, last year, they completely swept the comedy category at the Junos. It was all these independent record labels. So we're in a conversation right now in Canadian comedy where performers have realized, I don't have to go through the traditional route of, I need to get signed by one of the two clubs or I need to get on this festival. Those things, it's not that they don't exist or don't matter. It's not the be all and end all anymore. So it's at an interesting time where it's very much sort of the age of the independent but being a part of Second City still has so much weight to it. It still means so much. I mean, for all of you, obviously it's home. But for you, remember when you started out with Second City, how much it meant to have those words beside your name and be a part of this thing?
2: Yeah, it's, it's just like, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because the music industry uh, kind of went through that as uh, we came out of CDs and stuff. And I think like the a, a big event, changes how we view um uh what's like what puts us on type of thing right so uh very much so that that all these really cool theaters have popped up and and we want to make sure that we're supporting them as as we you know leave second city ourselves (laughs) because we perform here and then we go out and do more and also the route to get to a, a big place like second city is different for every uh comedian who's been there so um people think Oh, I have to go take classes at Second City, and then I get on the stage at Second City. It couldn't be further from the truth. Like, yes, take classes at Second City for sure uh, if you want to improve with uh, improv. But then you go out into the wilderness, and you really start to create for yourself. And then you come back to Second City uh, having a sense of self. That's really the best way to to actually get into any (laughs) corporate um, structure, knowing who you are.
4: Yeah, I'm from Montreal. we never heard of Second City before I moved here, so <laughs> it was, they, they didn't translate it into French. Uh, but no, it, it, it's still great to have, like, uh, the independent spirit, I think, is so important for comedy, but it's so great that Second City can have a, a, a spot because it really elevates, I think, the art form in general of sketch comedy. It makes it to a level where you can, you know, actually produce something uh, polished and, and, and big like that, and we're just so excited to uh, launch the show.
0: There we go. All right, we're gonna come back with more of the roundup, more of our second city panel right here on Inside Jokes.
2: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's me, capital P, capital H, capital A, capital T, capital T, lowercase a L. Fat Al is in the building from the second city, Toronto, 1 York Street, home. New Sweet Home. Yeah, that's the name of the new show that you should go and see (laughs) when you're in downtown Toronto and you're listening to Inside Jokes.
0: And it's not just a new era for Second City. It's also a new era for Inside Jokes. Starting December 3rd, you can tune in to Inside Jokes on 640 Toronto. Saturday night's at 9. It's a new night, a new slot, baby. Right here in Season 7.
1: Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team...
0: Welcome back to Inside Jokes, ladies and gentlemen, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you find your new Second City Theatre seats. How about that? It's a dark new theatre and you can find where you're sitting at Home Sweet New Home. With your Hakeem optical glasses, we do have. It is the roundup. We do have some of the main stage cast of Toronto's famous Second City now in their brand new home. It all kicks off December first with Home Sweet New Home. We got Fat Al, we got Jillian, we got Andy. Uh, I did want to pick your brains too about you know we all we know this this show is very much about we're here, we're back, we're in this new space. I mean, I know uh, you know months of writing and rehearsing and and bouncing ideas around goes into all of these showcases. How important was it for you guys getting into this new theater to make this very much a sort of celebratory show? Because the reason I ask is because this time of year, Second City, like I mentioned earlier in the show, very much sort of recaps the year that that just happened. You sort of it's always sort of a reflecting glass on what's going on in real time. So what's going on politically, pop culture, what's happening in the news, (laughs) It was a very, I, I don't know, it was. it's a double-edged sword because these are ripe times for sketch and satire for sure. But for you as writers and performers, was it kind of important to just sort of maybe step away from all of that? Because it's a, it's a weird time for comedy because you have, you know, the, the climate is melting and there's a war and there's all this social upheaval and there's all these crazy things happening all at once. And we're coming out of this two year, I just keep calling it the Pandy because let's make it more fun. But wasn't it important for you guys writing this show and putting this together to go, let's sort of put that all aside and just do something sort of fun and new and celebrational? I, I think there's a balance
4: that we, we always have to kind of make sure to strike where, because it's important to talk about those issues. Those are always on everybody's mind. But when you're going to a comedy show at the same time, you don't want to be hit face first with every <laughs> single problem in the world. You do. Uh, so it's about finding, Like I think the key to good satire is, is weaving it Writing around it—that's an interesting way where we get to talk about it, or you know, we get to think about it in a sketch. But at the same time, we're we're laughing and we're using that as a cathartic release, right? So, I mean, uh, there's a there's a bunch of issues going on, but I find when you look back at a lot of the sketches, too, when we go back and watch some old sketches from the 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 Second City, the world has always been kind of screwed up. Yeah, (laughs) there's, you said, yeah, there's a war, there's a climate. I like, I feel like that's been. Uh, always the case you know so there's always going to be things to talk about in that uh, sense and it's about responsibly thinking about those how we feel about those things and how we can process those and i think generally laughing at them is a good way to, to start um yeah I, I don't know what what the others think of, of like what are, what are some ways we're tackling these the today's issues guys
1: <laughs> are
4: you making it all
0: fun <laughs>
3: Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. i just always feel like our first job is to make folks laugh. Uh, and our second job is to joy because it is a dark time. So joy becomes very important. That's like, that's like how you're going to survive it. If you're, if you can't laugh at then you're not going to make it. Um, so I think that's important. And then as a bonus, if we can make you think at the same time, then that that's cool, but primarily make you laugh, bring the joy, add some thinking.
0: It's sort of, we're, we're in a time now too, where, you know, Like Andy said, like there's always been crazy happening, especially in the last, you know, we're in like a post 9-11 world. Kind of nothing was ever normal after after that. So for our entire generation, basically. But I think the only reason it sort of feels a lot more different and in a way heavier right now is because we're coming at a time where we were all just like stuck at home watching the same news cycle endlessly And now I think there's sort of this element of like rejuvenation where it's like people just want to go out and watch live shows again. It's just so exciting to be able to get to go do that and sit in a room and laugh and watch live performers again and now in a whole new space. So it does very much feel like this just exciting celebratory thing where I don't know, you can kind of tackle all of these crazy broad topics that are happening right now. But it's really more about just like let's be in a theater and have some fun again. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like we have just come out of this huge social experiment, right? And uh, we're on the other <laughs> on the other side of it. We're like, okay, uh, that happened. And uh, <laughs> what what is it like when you when you like take away the the need for humans to actually be together in a space, uh, and then say now it's open again, right? So for us, it's been uh, it's been great in the sense of. Uh, people really wanting to come out, really wanting to have a good time, really wanting to, um, you know, uh, celebrate together. And it, and this this space is such a beautiful um, tribute. I, I, honestly, it's a tribute to, to comedy in 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 this uh, city because it's like you go into this really elevated, lovely place, and yeah. then you know you're gonna be getting some some uh, classic Second City uh, sketch and improv um, uh, smacked right into your face like a pie. So it's really wonderful <laughs> <laughs> to say, welcome, welcome back. We haven't gone anywhere. Uh, sit down, enjoy this uh, this space and this uh, time with us. And even though we we write from a satirical standpoint, it really is about reflecting who we are as a uh, society and, and people and enjoying um, uh, that together in this time.
0: And it is, I mean, I love that, too, by the way. Second City, it's a face full of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a face full of comedy. I think the exciting thing, too, I think that's been also a bit of a byproduct of the last couple of years is we're seeing so much more of an overlap in in Toronto comedy, too, and in Canadian comedy. Because there used to always be these divides where it's like, I only do sketch and I only do improv. You'd go to Comedy Bar and it would be like little clicks. <laughs> It was like West Side Story. It was like, where these are the improv people and those are the sketch people. And of course, stand-ups were always like, no, I only do stand-up because that's the only real kind of comedy. (laughs) Now we see so much overlap because comics kind of had to adapt to that. It's like, now people are spinning all these different plates. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do some sketch. I'm going to do improv. I'm going to do, you know, try and make a thing go viral and do this digital sketch and put it out there. Stand-ups are dipping into different pools and sketch and improv people are dipping into different pools. It's almost like, comics have now figured out this thing that Second City was always about. Second City was always about, you know, not just making it to that stage, but it was about go to this space and just try it all. If you're a stand-up, go do some improv. It's gonna open you up to audiences and and make you approach comedy in a different way. Second City was always all about that. It was always all about just like, everything is comedy and everything is collaborative and let's just have some fun and try it all out. So I think hopefully now that we're seeing sort of some of that change happening in Canadian comedy, What better place for comics to just go and try it all than the new Second City. Look at that. What a wrap up. All right, we're gonna come back, wrap things up with our roundup panel right here on Inside Jokes.
3: Hey, I'm Jillian Welsh. I'm a cast member with the Second City about to open home, sweet new home at our sweet new home at One York. And you are listening to Inside Jokes.
0: And it's not just a new era for Second City. It's also a new era for Inside Jokes. Starting December 3rd, you can tune in to Inside Jokes on 640 Toronto. Saturday night's at nine. It's a new night, a new slot, baby. Right here in season seven.
1: Our house is a very- so hot welcome back to inside
0: jokes baby right here on 640 toronto and of course brought to you as always by our good friends at hakeem optical helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967 how about that we are talking to some of the main stage cast of the returning second city they are kicking off their new review home new sweet home in their new home sweet home at one york right here in toronto it's an all new era for second city it's a brand new stage it's a brand new space it's a brand new training spot all of that good stuff uh and of course it's all about just getting out and watching live comedy again. that's what it's all about we're talking before the break with some of the cast it's all about just celebrating the return of live comedy in this brand new space and just getting out there and having having some fun again andy we'll we'll before we sort of wrap it up and get everybody's plugs and where we can go see this show and where the new theater is and all that stuff. What was sort of one of the more absurd ideas that you guys threw into this show? Um,
4: well, oh, there's <laughs> there's one that Jill's laughing at right now. Uh, we're <laughs> actually so there's some sketches that we're actually uh, bringing bringing back from old casts in the show too. So some uh, what we call archive uh, we're, uh, we're bringing back, and I'm very excited to do a Tim Robinson sketch, of course from I Think You Should Leave, who wrote some of the most unhinged things on that stage. <laughs> so I can I, I'm really excited to be doing uh, some of that. But there's there's a little bit of everything in this show. There's some good improv. There's some good uh, really. Kind Political satire like we we're talking about, but like uh, some good songs. and that's what I'm so excited about the show is that it, it feels like a perfect uh, welcome second city to the new theater because it's, it, it's got a bit of everything for everyone, and it's going to be like just a, a huge fun
0: show uh, for Toronto. There we go. And Andy, before we kick it off to the rest of the panel, where can our listeners at home find you online, get you live, all of those good things.
4: You can find me at Sweet Andy Sour on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You want to see uh, pictures of my face? (laughs) It's mostly (laughs) what ends up there. I don't know. Fun tweets.
0: Meet Andy Sauer. There we go. All right, Jillian Welsh. Where? What was one of your favorite things that you got to put into this new show in this new home space?
3: Uh well there is one I don't want to give anything away but there is uh one sketch that I do with uh our lovely Hannah Spear um and she is just so dang funny in it that I have to spend the whole sketch trying to hold my own and not laugh at her and that's that's my favorite moment when you're on stage with your best pals and uh you're all trying not to laugh at each other because it's it's just so fun
0: yeah that's my As an audience member, I feel like people always love that too. It's like you, we watch you trying not to do it. And in your head, it's like, I'm not supposed to do that. That's not how it's supposed to go. But audiences kind of love seeing that. Uh, Jillian, where can we of course find you on the social medias, catch you live, all that stuff.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jillian L. Welsh on Instagram and Twitter, if it still exists when this comes out.
1: (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Also, yeah, watch uh, Run the Burbs season two on CBC Gem.
0: There we go. Always love our friends over at CBC Gem pumping out some great comedy content. Fat Al, what was what was one of your favorite things about this new showcase?
2: I get to sing uh, for anybody who knows me and anybody who doesn't know me, but should know me. Uh, I My real life uh, has been as a musician for several years here uh, in Canada. And so uh, I t- kind of transitioned from uh, music as a, a, a my pastime into comedy which is uh weird except i'm an MC, so freestyling really came naturally to me and then it came into improvising it was like oh that's freestyling with comedy so um i requested that i get as many songs as possible <laughs> in the show and woo, they fulfilled uh, they fulfilled my request uh quite lovely you so, sing more than you have dialogue i think so <laughs> yeah. uh which is a uh, uh, when I realized that you could actually merge uh, music with comedy um, and improv um, uh, and it really be cool, that's that's the thing of it, not just being like, uh, I like to climb up the, sh- the ship. <laughs> uh, we don't do any sounds like that. Trust me, I haven't seen that. I want to hear the rest of the song. I don't know. I don't know what ship. I don't know why I'd be climbing any of that. Well, if there's no sea shanties, why even go? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If we we did a sea shanty, you would have to have a big drop in it. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of music uh, in this show, which is uh, really, really quite lovely. And choreo. Hello. Yeah, we got some dancing. So it's going to be uh, uh, really great. And online, you can check me out at P-H-A-T-T-A-L, the number 3000. Uh, check out my Instagram because I'm doing artwork up there now, too. So that's pretty fun.
0: Listen to that. A man of many plates. You got artwork, you got singing, you got all that. Uh, I'll throw this one to Jillian. So where can we get tickets online at the new Second City? Where is the new home? All of that.
3: Oh, you're going to go to secondcity.com to get those hot tickets. Uh, Click the Toronto location. That's where you're headed. Uh, And the new space is at 1 York, up on the third floor. So, yeah, past the Banksy.
0: There you go. Yeah, there you go. If you're looking for comedy, just turn left at a Banksy and you're there. And don't accidentally go to Chicago. There we go. That is our panel, so excited to see these cast members and just everybody hitting the stage at the all new Second City. It's a whole new era of sketch. Right here in Toronto. That is our show. That is our roundup panel. But don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. That is our show. We'll be back next week. This week's Comedy Rx is the classic clip from SCTV.
1: It's time for the new nighttime version of Wits, And here's the star of Wits, Alex Trevelle. Thank you, Johnny Ola, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to Half Wits, the game show that's fun and at times extremely trying. If you've been with us for the past two weeks, you'll know that our contestants are all tied for the lead, all at zero. No correct answers thus far, two weeks, nothing even remotely correct. Now it's time to play Wits. If you remember, when the final buzzer went yesterday, Darren Peel had just picked the category Articles of Clothing Found in a Bedroom. And so we'll pick up where we left off. Darren, I'm looking for three articles of clothing found in a bedroom.
2: Coat hangers.
1: (laughs) Articles of clothing. Darren, I'm sorry, that answer is incorrect. And that opens the door for Blanche, Arthur, and Lawrence. Three articles of clothing found in a bedroom. Lawrence Orbach. Chest of drawers, Alex. (laughs) I was looking for articles of clothing—pajamas, uh, night shirts, nightgowns, any article of clothing you might find hanging in a bedroom closet. No correct answers on that round. What else is new?